the third episode of Band History. I'm your host, Colin Mackerling, and in this episode, I will be interviewing Alex Fischer of Sick on Sunday. Before we begin the episode, I would like to point out a problem in this episode. While interviewing Alex, we had a connection problem, so at some point in the interview, we got disconnected. Anyway, let's get right to it. Hello? 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 Is this working? I think so. Okay, sweet. Um, how are you? What's up, man? How you doing? Good, good. Uh, thanks for being in my podcast. No problem, man. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. No problem. So, um, first question. How did the band start? So, Signal on Sunday, we started as um, just a couple of guys who wanted to cover the Reliant K, if you've ever heard of them. Oh, yeah. We were um, we were in my buddy's garage, and we were just kind of like jamming out, playing uh, playing some Reliant K stuff, and you know, one day we decided we were going to try and write something of our own, and it's actually the first song. It's actually uh, the second to last song on our on our album. Oh yeah. Uh, Wonder Woman has a new boyfriend. Uh, is the is the first song that we ever wrote together, and uh, you know we spent like three weeks like writing the song and everything. And uh, we just, it took off from there. We just started writing music for each other and sending it, sent, writing lyrics, writing music and stuff like that. And uh, it ended up turning into like 20 original songs that we just had. So we decided that we were going to make an album. We were going to throw them on there and stuff like that. So we kind of evolved from like wanting to do just cover stuff to actually writing like original music. Ah, uh, okay. Um, how did you guys get the name Sick on Sunday? <laughs> so, uh, we were, so like one of the first band practices is like, it was a, in June. So like, it was nice and warm out. We had a fire going and everything. We were sitting around the fire and uh, we're all sitting there and we're like, all right, well, we have to come up with a name for this. Like, we can't just like have this and not, you know, have a name for it. So, we were we were all just kind of like spitballing names, kind of shooting them back and forth. And um, we got off topic somehow. And our guitarist, Robbie, was like, you know what's the worst? Like when you're sick on, or like on the weekend, like instead of being sick on a day when you miss work, you're, you're sick like on Sunday. And we all just kind of looked at each other with our eyes wide open. We were like, yo, that's the perfect name. So uh, nobody said no after that, and we just kind of stuck with it. So that's how we came up with Sick on Sunday. Nice. When someone, like, hears your name, did they, like, have their own interpretation of how you guys got your name or no? They they usually have to ask us, what, like, why, like, why is it that? Because, like, we all go to church, too. So, like, we're all we're all Christians and everything. So, like... When people from our church heard that, they were like, uh, what is that supposed to mean? And we had to like explain it to them and stuff like that so that they understood. But um, a lot of people don't even um, – most people don't even ask, I guess. Oh, okay. So I was looking at your um, guys' like website, like Facebook and Instagram, and I've noticed yeah. that um, you guys have six people in your band. So I was just curious, why six our three guitarists, um, Rob, a race, 
Mike Vecchio and uh, Robbie Gaffney. They all are great in different aspects of, of playing and stuff like that. So we wanted that layer of um, just just to be able to do that layer of, you know, everyone's doing something different, you know, um, to make it to make the song more thick and, and um, I guess you could say like to add just an extra dimension to our songs and everything like that. It it just sounds awesome when four people are doing something completely different from each other, and it, it sounds good, you know? Oh, yeah. Like, what, has people compared you to, like, other bands like Man Overboard? Um, I think the biggest one that we get is um, Four Year Strong. We get a lot. We have that, and that's kind of what we're going for. Like, that's kind of the sound we're going for. That like easy core kind of sound, mm-hmm. like uh, like in a day to remember or you know, uh, chunk like the chunk, or um, for your strong. We we get for for your strong a lot though, oh, okay. I think. Since there's six people in your band, um, how do you guys manage like the um, fan page? Um, well, so um, our our lead vocalist Kenny, he doesn't really use Facebook much. He kind of tries to stay off his phone as much as possible, only because uh, it wastes time. And I totally agree with him on that. But um, like me, um, our drummer Doug, and uh, Robbie and Rob Race, they they kind of like put in a little bit of our time as much as possible. We're all pretty busy people. A lot of us, well, most of us have you know, are in our career fields and um, or going to college or you know, working or whatever, you know, we try and split it up as evenly as possible so that it gets done. Cause it is an important part of, um, of a band, like being able to manage pages and stuff, you know, that's how you get your outreach most effectively. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, I was wondering, um, you guys came out with, um, the album, welcome to the major league. So I was wondering why album, why not EP? Um, because we had so we had so many songs, and uh, we we wanted to uh, we wanted to get them out there. I'm telling you, man, we had like in six months we probably had about twenty or thirty original songs written, and we had nothing to do with them. Like we we couldn't like put them on a CD or anything like that because we didn't have the recording equipment for it. Wow. So we picked ten or eleven of our favorite, and then. Uh, went into the studio, like, presented it to someone and went into the studio and recorded it all. Do you think, like, you'll use the other songs, like, in, like, the next album? Oh, absolutely. So, so we have, so, we never stop writing. I don't, it's just, like, a, it's a blessing and a curse because we write all these amazing songs and then we have to wait super long to put them on the album, like, to get them out there. But, um, there are songs that are, that are on this, this album that's coming out soon that uh, we wrote, like, oh, man, we wrote them, like, a year ago now. <laughs> and uh, it's, it's crazy because, like, we, we had them there, and, but the problem was, like, we wanted to make sure that we were promoting the, the, the first album well. We didn't want to overstock it with stuff, you know, because, like, no person wants to sit down with a new band and listen to 15 songs. Like, oh, yeah. it's just not a thing, like... So we kind of like 
we wanted to do a full length only because we wanted to get as much music as we could out there, but we didn't want to overload it so that people didn't want to listen to it. Oh, I see. So I checked your guys' Instagram and saw that, um, correct, correct me if I'm wrong, but it took you guys one week. Is that right? For to one record, week for to record. Welcome to the major league. No. <laughs> Oh, I'm wrong. No, it took so much longer than one. No, it looks like it took a week on on Instagram. It definitely does look like it took a week on Instagram. But it took, we started in January and we ended in, I want to say July. Because our, we were work, we were work, we were all working through that. We, you know, I had just gotten a new job. So I had to change my times that I was going in to like record and stuff. And then our vocalist, Kenny, was going to all these different jobs and stuff, going through all these different jobs and everything. So his schedule was, like, constantly changing. So he went in, I want to say he went in once in January. And then the next time he went in was in, like, May or June. And it's not even, it wasn't even, like, anyone's fault. It was just the way that time was being, you know, the way that time, the times kind of fell because like our producer and everything was was also working and everything like that he wasn't a full-time producer and um we we recorded it in this dude's room it was pretty sweet um uh but uh you know it it, i honestly if it would have taken any shorter than that i don't think it would have been it would have been as good you know i don't think it would have been what we all wanted it to be because it it after after all that time like after all those months it just became like when it finally came out we were like finally finally it's over we can we can move on <laughs> so what was the recording process like then like um which was there like a designated like days like every like let's say sunday like every sunday you guys go to um the studio or like one person at least goes to the studio and then like if next week Sunday doesn't work then you guys just have to wait is that how it worked yeah it was it was mostly like if the the biggest part was like so our guitarist Robert Reese, um he's he I don't know what he does nobody knows what he does but he he does a thing with computers and analytics and stuff like that so um, his job is very important. Like it took a while for him to get in because one, he wasn't able to make it to practices because you know he had to work and stuff like that, which is totally acceptable. It's a you know it's a perfectly fine thing, you know. But he had to learn some of the songs in the studio, and um, he had to like, you know, once he finally got in there, you know, it took him a little while to get the stuff down and record it and everything. So. Um, there were like a, a couple weeks where nobody was in there. Wow. I'm I'm almost positive there was like a two month span where like nobody showed up at all, and like our producer was just texting us like, "Hey man, where are you guys?" Like, blah 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 blah. And in the middle of us recording, he also started on another band, so that you know he was kind of filling his time up with with people who were going to be in the studio and everything. So. Uh, where did you guys record the album? Um, we recorded with our buddy Stefan. Um, he's actually Mike Vecchio's uh, cousin. Oh wow! But uh, yeah, it was it was pretty cool. Like 
when when Mike told us about it, we were like, sweet, like let's keep it let's keep it local. Let let let's keep it like with someone who we know, you know, or someone who we can trust, you know, because this is your family. So uh um Stefan was a great producer. Um we did it right in his bedroom. He had like but he his bedroom like the way it was set up, like he had his desk set up in in one corner of the room and then like next to it he had his bed set up and everything. So we would just be sitting on the bed all day. Like six the six of us would be in his room just chilling, you know, hanging out. Nice. And this was in New Jersey, right? Yes, it is. Yeah. Yep. We're from Tom's River. Uh, how did you guys come up with the name Welcome to the Major League? Um, so the song uh, on the album is about um, it's about a girl who um, you really think is like you think she's so far out of region, out of out of what out of your league. You know, that's one of the lines in the song. And uh, the whole thing was like. We wanted to one. We wanted to incorporate that song in because we loved it, and um, this was kind of like the first step for the six of us, like into like I don't think uh, I think most of us have never been in a band with an actual like album out, you know, and um, this was a big step for us. So we wanted to make sure that people knew that you know we were on our way out. We were gonna hit this hard. Oh, okay. So, like, would would the song "Welcome to the Major League" would that be like the song that like describes the whole album? Mm, no, I wouldn't say the whole album. I think the best song for the whole album is probably I want to say uh, I think it's "Torn Ligament," either "Torn Ligaments" or. Uh, Moving Forward Club, those two songs are like the epitome of what we want to be, like what we wanted that album to be, and uh, kind of the writing style that we were going for and everything. Okay. Um, anything that you learned when you guys were recording? Uh, I learned how to play bass. <laughs> um, I, I, you know, I've never been, I was never a... Um, I was never a music, like, into music when I was a kid. Um, I got into music when I was in high school, and I was in a hardcore band that played one show in Red Bank, and that was it. <laughs> wow. um, yeah, so I wasn't, I wasn't really, I never, I was never in a studio before. I never, like, laid down tracks before. So sitting in this guy's room, like, recording and everything, like, it was crazy. I, I, um... He taught me a lot of like techniques and little little things that I didn't never never knew, and um, you know it. Being in the studio and being with like Stefan and Doug, who our drummer, who is also like a really great teacher because he actually is a teacher. <laughs> oh, yeah. um, he teaches at one of the schools. Yeah, he's a he's the uh, assistant band director at one of the schools, like locally to us. So. Um, he he does that, so he's an amazing teacher. He he knows how to explain things so that my my simple mind will understand, you know. <laughs> but um, all the guys like even like Robbie Gaffney and and uh, Mike Vecchio, even even Kenny, um, have like really helped me to uh, become a better bassist and become a better musician in general, you know. 
are you a um, guitarist? I'm not. I I'm a bassist. So, um, that's the only thing I know how to play. I don't know how to play a guitar. I know four strings, and that's it. <laughs> uh, so you just played bass, and then like during the recording, you just learn like new techniques for bass. Yeah. Well. Yeah. So I learned how. I knew how to play bass. Like I, I knew, you know, like no values and stuff like that. But I didn't know, like, how to play it correctly. Is what I should say. Like, I didn't know the correct techniques. I didn't know the basic, like, how to hold it correctly, how to, you know, play it correctly and how to get, how to elicit sounds from it that, you know, you want, like, palm muting and stuff like that. And Stefan and Doug helped me out with that in the studio. Okay. I saw on your Instagram that you guys played a gig in 2016. Is that right? Mm hmm. Yep. Was, yep. Like, that was your first show. What was that like? Yeah. Oh, my gosh, man. So our first show was at the Stone Pony. Um, if you don't know what that is, it's like, imagine, um, take the the your lo- the local venue that's closest to you, where the biggest bands come through. Uh-huh. You know, um, if you do you know who Bruce Springsteen is? Oh yeah, yeah. And um, Bon Jovi. Yeah. So those two those two artists, they're both from New Jersey, and they started at the Stone Pony. And this place has so much, it has so much heritage. If you, when you walk into the place, there's just guitars, signed guitars all over the wall, signed by Bruce Springsteen, Bon Jovi, the Rolling Stones, I think, were there one time. Um, Guns N' Roses has definitely been there. So, like, there were just a bunch of different guitars all over the wall. And, like, you, you just know that, like, there's so many people here that, they're only here because they're just going to sit inside of it. Like that's how much, like that's how much like history is at this place. So, um, you know, we, we played there. I was so afraid. I was so scared. Cause like I've never played bass in front of people before, aside from at my church. Wow. So, um, you know, we ripped it and it was fun. It was one of the most fun gigs I'll ever, I've ever played. And, uh, you know, I'll never forget. Like, I, I still wasn't able to like play and scream at the same time. So like there's one part in torn ligaments where, um, Kenny and I, when we do it live, um, Kenny and I harmonize our screams together. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I had to stop playing and throw my bass behind me and take the mic off of the, uh, take the mic off the mic stand and scream that way because I didn't know how to play and scream at the same time uh, yet. So, so like, what did you learn about performing? biggest thing that I learned about performing from our first show is that you can't be afraid to um, mess up a little bit. Um, you know, as much as playing is very important, you know, that's the, that's the only reason why you're there. You know, it's, it's the most important thing, but um, making sure that you're having fun and engaging with people um, is one of the, one of the most important things when you're playing, you know, I think one of the things that you you really recognize when you when you have a sh- when you you know go to a show um, when you're standing in front of someone and watching them play <clears throat> is um, you know are they engaging you are they are they kind of like picking people out of the crowd and kind of like you know making eye contact having a good time you know you want to see them really like having a good time because then you have a good time 
And um, that was one of the things. Because, like, in the video, there's a video of us playing. And I'm just kind of, like, the whole time I'm trying not to look at anyone. I'm just, like, staring at my base, like, looking down so that I don't have to make eye contact. Uh, but, uh, you know, because I was so afraid. But, um, you know, I, I think it was... It, that was the that was the 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 trampoline that sent me like soaring so that I could be better at you know playing live. What other shows have you guys played after that? So um after that we've played Brighton Bar a lot, which is another it's like it's like the Stone Pony but it's a smaller smaller venue than that. We enjoy it. It's a good spot to be. Um so. Brighton Bar is one. Um, when Game Changer World was around, we played a show there. Um, that was a good, that was a great venue, but it closed down. Um, they had to close it because they were getting sued for people getting punched in the face and all this stuff. So, so they closed. But uh, yeah, so there we played. The uh, Stanhope House was another one that we played that we really loved. We played. Oh, we played. Uh, there's this little beach house that we played. Uh, that's that was that used to be open near us, and uh, it was it was sad when it closed. But uh, they had to stop doing shows there because it was in like this little residential area, mm-hmm. and all the people like around would hear the bands come in. They'd be like, they call the you know they call the town and tell them that they needed to shut the place down or whatever. So, um, Jimmy, the guy that used to run it, like had to tell everyone that you know we weren't allowed to do shows there anymore and everything and um that kind of that kind of sucked but um you know it was that was i think that place was one of my favorites to do a show at because we had had like you know there was like 30 people packed into this tiny little room and we were just ripping we were just ripping a gig and people were, were having fun you know People, were people singing along? Some, yeah. Well, I mean, a lot of our friends come to our shows, so um, they know they know a lot of the words to our songs. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Any plans to go on tour? I would love to. Um, that would be fun. But uh, right now, I don't really, I don't really see it. I think if I say it enough, it'll happen. But I, I really want to do something like over the summer, even if it's just like a little weekend thing, like. A Friday, Saturday, Sunday kind of a deal where we go to like Pennsylvania and New York and Massachusetts and stuff and, and then come home. Like, I would love to do that. <laughs> um, because, you know, it's just always been, it's always been one thing that I've wanted to do. Yeah. Like, I feel like touring as a starting band is like fun because like there's yeah. bands like Blink 182 where they said, um, they wish they would go back to the time they started touring because that was like their like peak because like yeah. they, they would go like okay we have this much money and we could spend this much to go to Taco Bell and then save the rest for later so like they said that touring like as a starting band was like probably the best experience they had and yeah okay uh, I, I just feel like like it's so for for even like new bands like like us like we're kind of just we're, this is the second year that we've been a band we've you know our first like like you said our first show was in 2016 
we only started um that was in September. We started in June of 2016. So like that first year like we thought we were all like yeah, tour the summer, tour the summer, but on, honestly like if we would have done it that way, I think we'd all be stranded in like the middle of Pennsylvania somewhere trying to get home still, you know? Uh-huh. Um because we're, you know, you know, it the the biggest cliche there is today is that we're a bunch of broke college kids, but it's true. Like we all graduated college before we started this band. We kind of did it backwards, you know? So, um, I think, um, I, I want to tour. I would love to tour, but I think right now, like, I think we need a little bit more, um, of a following. I think we need to figure out what kind of merch we want to get and then, just take all that and go, you know? Yeah, of course. Um, so I also um, looked on your guys' social media and noticed that you guys had merch. So I was just curious, did you, like, do it yourself or did you <clears throat> hire someone? So we kind of have this inside girl who she's, like, she's, like, this the ghost seven mem- seventh member of our band. Um, she designs all of our merch for free and will not accept money from us because she just likes to, she just enjoys drawing and stuff like that. And she's, she's all of our really close friend. She's actually, um, Doug's girlfriend. Mm -hmm. So, uh, (laughs) so she decided, um, she, we asked her, we were like, you know, would you mind like drawing something up for us? And she came with us. She made, she had entered in like, uh, state champs like uh merchandise like competition where she was going to like design something for them and none of her stuff got picked but she decided that um she was going to take the designs that she was going to use for state champs and give them to us and she designed her first logo she designed you know she designed her first shirt she designed these baseball tees that we all have Mm -hmm. um that hopefully we can get out on the market soon but you know and she just she was just cranking out ideas left and right. Um, so we kind of just we go to her. Hello. Hello. Okay. Um, All right. Sorry about that. No problem. Um, you were talking about um, the state champs. How she used the design. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. So she she basically like took what she had already created and stuff like that, and um, made our made our new design. And she designed T-shirts, and she designed a um, special like baseball tee for the six of us and our girlfriends and everything like that that we all have. So um, yeah, Kirsten's great. Yeah. <laughs> She's our favorite. Uh, that's good. When you guys release new music, will it be an EP or another album? Uh, we're going to have another full length. Um, it's going to be, I think we're doing 12 or 15. I can't remember. There, there's so many songs on this out. There's so many songs that we wanted to release on this. And we really had to like hunker down and choose which ones we really wanted to like put out there. Mm-hmm. So I think it's going to be 12, but it's definitely going to be a full length. It's not going to be an EP. Oh, okay. So what's the process of, like, writing music? Do you guys, like, have a group chat and, like, 
say like, oh, I have this idea or is it just like you guys, when you guys practice, you just um, spit out ideas? Um, So we have a Doug. Um, Doug writes everything. Um, uh, (laughs) He basically can sit, he sits down and he just kind of like does his thing. Um, I've seen him write entire songs off of a five second lick and like write lyrics to it and everything in like a day. <laughs> so that's, it's pretty crazy. Um, but yeah, we, we usually like, if we have like lyrics or anything like that, we kind of just like, um, we hold on to it and then we kind of just throw it up in the group chat so that people can read it. If they want to make uh, changes to it or anything like that, they can do that. Doug really does write a lot of our music. Um, but like, if we have riffs or anything like that, we kind of put it in a voice memo and send it to him to see what he can do. But yeah, it's uh, it's fun. Oh okay. Um, so, do you guys consider yourself pop punk or easy core? Um, so I would say that we consider ourselves a a mix of both. Like, I feel like we're a heavier pop punk band, but I also feel like we are. Like this next album is gonna be straight up easy core. Like the whole thing, start to finish, is gonna be easy core. Oh. Okay. You know, so it's kind of that balance of like that Reliant K sound that we want, and then also the Four Year Strong and the and the Idea to Remember kind of a thing mixed in there. Yeah, like it's good to like change it up a bit, like for like new releases. Yeah, it's 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 better to it's better to kind of like change with the times because I feel like a lot of people now are looking for that, looking for an easy core band to like play local shows and not play like sold out arenas. Like a day to remember, you know? Yeah. Um, what's your thoughts? Um, this is going to be the last question, by the way, what's your thoughts on record labels these days? Record labels. Um, I love them. (laughs) I hope they listen to our music, but, um, you know, I honestly, I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to um, – if, if a record label wanted to sign us, for us to quit our jobs, it would take a lot of money <laughs> yeah. um, because we all have like – we all have um, – Get out of here. We have um, – we all have jobs and everything like that. We have, uh, you know, things that we uh, we all have to do and everything like that. So um, it's uh, – you know, it would be tough. But I think that there's, there's a label out there that wants us hopefully – we're praying to God that one will pick us up. <laughs> Which label do you think um, is your ideal label? Um, my ideal label would probably be Fearless. <laughs> Honestly, I think that would be like the because a smaller label is not going to have the one. It's not going to have the the reach that we need, and it's not going to have the the end all be all. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Of course. And that is it for my podcast. Thank you for being in the podcast. Dude, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. Of course, always try and find new music, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Well, this was a fun experience. Yeah, man. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. No problem. Well, have All right. a good morning. Is it morning there? You, yeah, yeah, it is morning. Uh, <laughs> you have a good night's sleep, all right? <laughs> okay, I will. All right, man. Have a good one. You too. Bye. Bye. And that was Alex Fischer, the bassist for Sick on Sunday. You should check out his band and their music. The links will be in the description. And if you want, follow my Instagram, which is also in the description. This is Colin signing off.